You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just do it! We are back on The Pipeline Show. We're going to begin this week's episode in uh, fine fashion as uh, the uh, new rankings for HockeyProspect.com are out, freshly out of the oven, still a little warm. And uh, so we wanted to get Mark Edwards on the show, but he's not available, so we're upgrading. Jerome Berube uh, taking place of Mark uh, this this time around. Uh, Jerome, welcome back to the show. How are you? Pretty good, Geet. Thanks for having me on. Great to uh, catch up once again, and the uh, the rankings again, uh, just out here in the last uh, few days. As we would expect, there's some changes, but not at the very, very top. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere still the number one guy, and I don't think anybody's expecting that to change uh, after the World Junior Championship that he had. Uh, why is he clearly the best guy in the draft this year, in your mind? Well, I mean, personally, like I've seen him play for four, five years now, so I goes back to actually Bantam year. So um, I just think he's the total package as far as like a prospect goes this year. Um, very high hockey IQ. Obviously, the skill level is really high. Um, like he competes, you know, really well too. Um, not a whole lot of weakness for him. I mean, like pretty much everything is close to elite for him. Other maybe that is skating, but like his skating is fine. But he's just probably not like at the same level as his, you know the skill level and his hockey sense. But um, you know, his skating is fine. I think has improved a bit this year. So um, is you know I think we saw it the World Junior. Um, he's uh, he's a high end player, obviously, and uh, I think he proved it at the international stage this year and. It, you know, it was something we knew, everyone in the queue knew about him. And, then, you know, it was nice to see him perform at, like, the, well, technically at the biggest stage of any draft eligible this year at the World Junior. You know, you mentioned that you've been watching this guy play for five years. Is there something that he does today that you're surprised that, um, you know, five years ago, if I would have told you he does this really well, you would have been surprised? Is there, you know, one aspect of his game that he's better at than you thought he would be? Um, I'd say probably, like, a, his physical game is really, uh, um, well, I mean, not that he was, like, soft or anything like that, but, but playing a physical game, I think we saw at the World Junior a bit, you know, setting setting up the tempo for his team with, like, a big hit here and there. I think it's something that I would say... I would argue that probably surprised me a bit uh, if I look back that you know four or five years ago. But the rest of his skill set was pretty like you have to be blind to not see that he he was high uh, end players uh, even in, in Bantam in, in Midget, He uh, he had a great team uh, with Santa Stash. Um, you know, actually played with uh, Nathan Lagari, who's uh, Penguins draft pick. So they were a great duo in Midget and. Um, so, I mean, the skill level was always there. So nothing really surprised me other than maybe like his physical game has, you know, took another level maybe in the last uh, year or two. In your mind, how big of a gap is there from him to everybody else? I, I guess right now there's a good gap. Um, obviously, you have to take in, into consideration that he's, you know, a, in some cases a year older than the other guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so right now, I'd say the the gap is, you know, it's a good gap, but, you know, in 
two, three, four years, you might look back at this guy and say, well, uh, you know, this guy, the uh, Stutzler, uh, oh, he's closer than, or a bicycle, they're a lot closer than they were like three, three, four years ago. So, right. um, so, so always a difficult part with, you know, late birthday, uh, late birthday players. Uh, but, you know, I'm not too worried about the last thing. I think you know, it'll be a really, really good NHL or, um, probably starting next year. Probably starting next year. Uh, okay, that gap, uh, the next couple guys are Quinton Byfield and Tim Stutzel. We'll talk about Stutzel here in a second, but, um, he's not the next guy out of the queue that's available. I think, uh, in, on your rankings, uh, Dawson Mercer is the next guy in the queue, but, uh, we want to talk about Maverick Bork. Um, who we haven't talked a whole lot about on this show yet this year. I haven't had him on the program, but 56 points in 42 games right now, so well past a point per game, and he's got 25 goals. Now, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but uh, that point production is certainly noteworthy. What kind of a player is he? Maverick is, a, you know, obviously is another guy I've, I've seen, in this case, for three years now. Um, he, uh, he's, he's always been a really uh, uh, smart hockey player. Um, he was, you know, a bit on the small side in Ninja, and so he grew a bit. Um, now he's about, you know, five, maybe he's 5'11 right now. Um, it's not 5'10. Um, very intelligent hockey player. Um, can play pretty much anywhere in your lineup. Uh, the best example of this is <clears throat> obviously in the queue, he's a, First line player with Sean again, um, but if you look at the Olinka in August, he was like the fourth line center on, on Team Canada. Mm-hmm. The guy was always, uh, you know, number one PK unit as well. So he uh, he can play pretty much anywhere in your lineup. He can usually he's a center, but he can also play on the wing. It's uh, you can put him on, on right wing. Um, so he's a pretty uh, consistent player. Um, you know, he, he, this year if you look at Game by game uh, stats. Um, he didn't. Uh, he didn't go many games without a point. So I think he had like a 16 game point streak at some point this year. Hmm. Um, so uh, he's a player I really like. Um, obviously, his hockey IQ is probably the best part of, of his game. Um, and uh, he's also a guy with, with a good compete level. Um, he competes at, at both ends of the ice. Um, yeah, um, you know the thing with him, uh, I think we'll get better as he gets stronger a bit. Is his skating, so that probably right now be his biggest weakness. And you know that size skating combo is probably, um, I'd say average right now. Um, but um, he's so smart that he, he, you know, it doesn't really affect him. And uh, he also works really hard and uh, you know makes player player around him better. Um, if you watch uh, Shawnee Gam, like he's the he's the focal point of that team. Everything goes through him, uh, either offensively or defensively. Um, you know, he's the he's the he's the main. You know, he's the best player by far. Well, he had 54 points last year, 25 of which were goals. He's already at that point now, and he's still got 25 games or so left to go in the uh, regular season this year. So, uh, Maverick Bork. Uh, had a really good rookie season and uh, taking it to another level. He is uh, ranked 21 by HockeyProspect.com right now. Uh, now, Theo Rochette is an interesting player. Uh, he's uh, also obviously draft eligible, but played for Switzerland for a, a number of years. 
but has now switched and uh, most recently played internationally with Canada. And uh, uh, do we assume moving forward that, uh, you know, at, at the World U18s or uh, the World Junior Championship, the U20s, has he switched his allegiance now to Hockey Canada? Do we know? Um, actually, I heard, I heard an interview with him uh, in January, and he said that he has, like, some thinking to do about mm-hmm. this. So, um, so the U18 is coming up. Uh, obviously, Quebec, uh, so he's not with the Quebec Rampart. Um, they're not going to go far in the playoffs. So, um, yeah. so I'm not sure what he's going to do, but I'm, I'm leaning towards that he might go back playing for Switzerland, maybe. Um, so um, that would be my guess right now um so we'll see uh it's been uh it's been uh, a challenging year for him to be uh to be honest um yeah. you know start yeah you know started the year uh i saw him two games the first weekend i thought i was like oh maybe it's just the first weekend because i, I didn't think he was you know really good in those games i thought he lacked some energy and then you know two weekend or two weekends after that you know, it was an LTM model. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. It makes more sense now. Um, so, um, so yeah, it's been a challenging year for him. Came back with Shikurimi uh, in, in November. And uh, so it was a bit tough at the beginning. Um, uh, so his ice time was not a, uh, we were struggling a bit with ice time and Shikurimi was, we knew Shikunimi was going to add a lot of players at the, at the trade deadline, so um, um, so he got moved to Quebec, and now he's back being a, a top line player with, uh, with the Rampart. Um, so he's playing you know, top line, top PP, top PK as well. So he's getting more more time to uh, to play right now, which is which is good for him. And uh, so uh, he's playing with. Uh, James Manatesta, who's uh, one of the top rookies in, in the queue this year, and a guy we're probably going to talk a lot, a lot about next year. So, um, so, uh, so, um, so, in his case, uh, he's uh, with the mono. He, he lost some. Uh, I think he lost about ten pounds during mm-hmm. during that. So, it's going to take a bit time for him to get back to his full, uh, fully healthy. Um, I think he's he's getting there now. Um, but at the beginning it was a bit, bit tough on him. Uh, you know, he's not, he's not a big guy. So, um, losing, uh, 10 pounds was a bit, uh, tough for him. Yeah. I think he's listed at what about five ten and maybe 160 pounds somewhere in there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, if you're, if you're that small already and losing 10 pounds, uh, that's going to set you back and boy, missing that much time with mono. And that can be such a, um, an illness that really just saps the energy out of you. And I know it affects players differently from one player uh, to the next. But um, I, I look at the World U18 and I wonder, man, that's got to be so important for him to have a good good showing there then. And that makes it even more interesting to see if he's going to pick Switzerland yeah. or, or Canada uh, to play for. Yeah, it's uh, and also like it's a, the really the, the first IIHF event, so there's no yeah. going back. So it's like right. if, you, if you play for Switzerland, you'll play for Switzerland uh, the rest of this. The rest of his career, so um, we'll see. All right, well, let's end it with uh, Tim Stutzel from uh, from Germany. He's playing for Adler Mannheim, same team as uh, Moritz Seider was on last year, and uh, he's stepped right into playing pro hockey in North America. And uh, boy, by all accounts, uh, Stutzel could be uh, following in his footsteps. Uh, now he's listed at six foot and about 190 pounds, so 
He's not too small to, to do that. Um, and boy, it seems like a guy whose stock just went up and up and up after the World Junior Championship. There were a lot of people who knew about him already, but uh, getting on that stage, now a lot of people know about him. Yeah, obviously when you put the World Junior, uh, a lot of uh, eyes will be on you. And you know if you do well, then pretty much everyone's going to talk about you. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, in this case, uh, I mean, we had him number five in our November rankings. So, yep. um, and he was in, in the conversation for number three. So, you know, we have Askarov, Raymond, uh, Sutzler, and uh, Perfetti in the three to six uh, range in November. And all four of those guys were pretty tight. So um, if now he's, you know, after the World Junior, he moved up to number three, but it's not that big of a move for us. Um, all all of those sports guys were pretty close for us. So obviously, still go still go play pretty well towards junior. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to dislike about his game. <laughs> he's he's a really fun player to watch. Really, uh, you know, really good hockey sense. Really good handler. Um, great playmaker as well. Uh, really, really fun player to watch. And uh, so yeah. So right now he's number three, and now uh, you know um, we'll see if he can uh, go ahead and, and move up to number two until our uh, final final ranking in uh, in June. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great battle between uh, Byfield and and, and him, and uh, so um, we'll see what happens. Last year he had 23 goals in 21 games, but that was playing junior back in in Germany. This year he's playing against men. In Germany, he's only got six goals though this year in 28 games, uh, and he had no goals at the World Junior Championship either, and that is all against his his own age group. Any concern with uh, lack of scoring this year? Not really. Um, I mean, the World Junior, I, I I always say the World Junior for me, or whatever you get from a 17 years old, the World Junior, it's only a, a bonus, and if they don't do well, you don't care. Basically, you know, I don't I don't really care about bicycle didn't get a lot of ice time or when he did he didn't play too well. Then I don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, if you look at Stu like yeah, but I if you look at him shooting the puck, I think his shot is really good. Just not sure not really sure why he's not scoring as much in the German league, but you have to remember like he's playing against men. So um he's obviously a playmaker a playmaker first. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he does that really well, but um, I'm not too worried about uh, the goal scoring. I mean, I like I like his shot. I think he really shoots the puck well. Um, I think with times, I think those numbers will get better. And uh, um, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, he he is a point per game player uh, playing against men right now. It's just most of those points are are assists, and that seems to be a bit different for him from what he's uh, maybe used to uh, at previous levels when he was. Uh, uh, as a junior growing up, so I just wondered if that was a concern. But uh, maybe, you know, he just turned 18 here, uh, what, about a week ago. Uh, so uh, I, I think we can give him the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, Jerome, I really appreciate your time. Uh, what's coming up next for HockeyProspect.com? Well, I mean, we keep uh, we keep going to games, obviously, uh, every week. Um, we're recording Tuesday, so tomorrow I'm in Toronto. Actually, going to see Lafreniere tomorrow. And, um, we're, um, you know, keep digging like black book season is slowly approaching. So 
as we call it, L season is uh, on his way. And uh, so, um, yeah, keep uh, watching, keep checking our website. We have, we get some like podcasts here and there that we're gonna post. And uh, and uh, obviously, if you're a subscriber, you get all of our game reports and uh, some uh, some other things might you know come on come on as well on the website soon. So keep an eye on it. Excellent. We will do that in the black book. So much information and uh, must take a ton of time to to put together. So we'll uh, we'll let you get to that, Jerome. I really appreciate your time. Look forward to chatting with you again. Uh, thank you. That was Jerome Brube from HockeyProspect.com joining me on the Troubled Monk Hotline. It's always interesting to get a scout's take on uh, some of the players that are eligible for the draft, especially some of the high-ranking guys uh, like a uh, Tim Stutzel and of course Alexi Lafreniere at the start, and he's seen that guy for a lot of years, so uh, I really wanted to, to get Barube's take on uh, Lafreniere and just how he's maybe evolved as a player here over the last uh, number of years. Okay, up next will be our NCAA campus report. We don't talk a lot of Sacred Heart hockey here on the Pipeline Show, but uh, we got a Canadian who's having a terrific season south of the border, so wanted to get him on. His name is Matt Tugnut. You'll learn more about him and the program Next, here on the Pipeline Show. Smirnoff breaks across, turns it over to Allison. Here he comes, one-on-one. Allison, deep left, shoots, scores! He undressed a defender at the right slot. He went backhander, turned to the forehand, and wristed it under Wisho. Hey, I'm Wade Allison from the Tri-City Storm, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. She's the girl of my dream, she's the girl of my mind. She's playing me for a fool, cause she's a hunting kind. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. NHLers Kyle Turris. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! And Duncan Keith. And future NHLers Tyson Jost and Dante Fabro all took the campus route. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! 